0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host... Jordan J Mac is not on today's episode. Yesterday was his 21st birthday, so make sure you guys uh, spam up in the comments, uh, "Happy birthday, J Mac!" I know a lot of you guys uh, like uh, J Mac and Jordan a lot more than you like me, so go ahead and uh, make that make that more obvious now um, by uh, wishing him a happy birthday in the in the comments. So, um, happy birthday, J Mac! He's a uh, he's a huge piece of this show. Um, I you know I consider him i um, a big reason why Broncos Avenue is taken off in the last, um, the last year. Um, I can't believe it's already been a year since he's already joined the show. And that just kind of popped into my head. We got, got him on last October. Um, all three of us have birthdays in November, uh, in November. So that's, uh, that's pretty, uh, unique. I, I like to think, but, um, But With that aside, uh, in today's episode, obviously obviously, like you guys can tell from the title, we're going to be grading all the Denver Broncos positions at the midseason point. Um, I know the Broncos are eight games through, they're 17 games, I consider this midway through the season, especially since we're in our bye week. Um, Not a lot of news to talk about, but we're always going to be coming at you with the uh, consistent episodes and the grind. Um, So before we go ahead and jump into our grades today, Jordan, how are you doing?
1: Doing good. We got a lot of college football games uh, that are pretty good today and tomorrow. We got some good NFL games: Chiefs, Dolphins. So I think we're going to be pretty big uh, Dolphins fans on Sunday. And then uh, we're going to see how the Bills look also on Sunday night. They got a big game, so there's a lot of things to look forward to.
0: Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, Dolphins game—the battle of overrated. Can't wait to see who wins that one.
1: Oh my God! I didn't say that.
0: See, I didn't say it. Oh, uh, that's yeah. That's, that's gonna be hard uh, for any any Dolphins fans that watch this. I already know what they're gonna be typing, but um, yeah, let's go ahead and start jumping into our uh, into our grades. Starting at the quarterback position, which is basically just a Russell Wilson grade, because um, no other Broncos quarterback has played. Um, I know me and Jordan had our strong take a few weeks or not a few weeks ago, but on our post game show um, that we think that should change. But um, starting off with the quarterback. Uh, what would you grade this position this season through? And I would like to, you know, make it um, known to the the listeners that this is not just like last week or the last few weeks. This is an all totality of all eight games. We're not going to just you know, have recency bias at all with this. Um, this is going to be a whole eight game grade uh, for these positions. So what would you grade Russell Wilson out through uh, the first eight games of the season?
1: Well, it looks like we're going to start off the episode hot. We're going straight off, <laughs> straight off with Russell Wilson and uh I'm not gonna lie looking at the whole totality of the first half of the season uh his numbers look great yeah I mean obviously when you look at the game and stuff and how he's performed that hasn't been you know that much flashes and stuff I mean still he's been playing pretty well to average with champagne you know champagne's been managing him pretty well but if I wanted to give him a grade for this first half season I'll give him a C plus.
0: C plus. We were, yeah, we were very, very harsh on him a few episodes ago. And a lot of people definitely uh, were not happy with that, especially on my Twitter. I wrote an article about it and I got absolutely massacred, but I'm fine with that. I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. Uh, I always tell you guys, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going to sit here and hide and be like, oh no, what are they going to say if I think Russ is holding the ball too long? No i i'm gonna give my grade i i would give him like a b minus or maybe a b i'm gonna be a little bit nicer uh for to him um while i do see where you're coming from man like he he has like 16 touchdowns four interceptions like same amount of touchdowns he had l- l- last year through all 15 games or whatever it was um and he's you know he has like 1600 pass yards so The whole thing with the stats is like, yeah, you can be so attracted to the stats because it's the top of the league. But when I look at the when I look at Russell Wilson's stats and I don't know if anybody else thinks about it like this. But when I look at his stats and I see 16 touchdowns, four picks, I think of Sean Payton, like a lot of that. And you've talked about on the show, you know, Michael Lombardi's talked about it, um, which I agree with him, you know, to the, you know, the the biggest length is that a lot of it is just like him trying to, you know, find open receivers in the short pass game, even behind the line of scrimmage like we saw last week. Like, he's not doing anything super like 2018, 2021 Russell Wilson. Like, he's doing a lot of stuff that you know is beneficial from what Sean Payne is, you know, running in this system, I feel like. And a lot of a lot of throws that we're like, all right, this is what we're paying you, Russell Wilson, to make 48 million on an average, you know, annual basis. And those throws that we are paying him that much money, he's not making them. I mean, look at the the I was watching film late last night and those two throws to Judy are just <sighs> And there was a third one, too, where, like, pressure is in your face. You see the linebacker blitz coming. I mean, any any quarterback can make that read. Judy's wide open on the slant, and you just throw him way, you know, to his back shoulder by, like, two yards. When it, and Judy's just, like, frustrated. Like, you guys wonder why Judy throws these – I'm not going to call it a tantrum, but, like, the reason he's getting upset is because you see throws like that, and it's just like – Dude, if I if I was making forty eight million a year and I'm the I'm the wide receiver, yeah, I would expect you to be at least you know making these easy five yard slants to pick up a first down, a routine first down on a you know, very simple linebacker blitz, like stuff like that, man. And I'm not gonna say you're just beat up on Russell Wilson. The reason I, I'm giving him like a B instead of your uh, C plus, um, I, I feel like. Maybe the, the start of the season does deserve a little bit more credit, even though it was a little bit fluky because there's a lot of bad defenses. Uh, but to be fair, like he has stepped up in pressure sometimes and made some good plays. Um, he was a little bit mobile early on in the season. Um, he has extended a lot of plays that maybe um, a Jarrett Stidham would not or a different quarterback that we bring in would not. So I would give him a little bit of uh, credit there. Um, and just overall, like I will say I'm giving him a bead simply because he hasn't turned over the ball at like a huge high volume. Like we've seen guys like Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or other quarterbacks do. Um, he has taken care of the football, even though fumbling has been a little bit of an issue this uh, to start the season, especially when he gets out of the pocket. Um, but besides that, Um, yeah, I I honestly wouldn't even argue at all with your C plus though. Um, I just think the Broncos could be in a much better spot with quarterback play. I know I'm complaining, but I mean, at three and five, I think there are some plays that could have gone differently and potentially changed some games for the Broncos.
1: Yeah. Out of his 16 uh, touchdown passes, uh, three of them have come off of like screen passes, which, you know, I'm not knocking that off as like a bad, but still, you know, I think those are things that, you know, that come within the quarterback play and that, Again, I know it's going to sound wrong, but Jerry Sinema, I think, can do the same with those screen passes, right? Just Definitely. here and there. Um, Again, I hope people don't take it as a negative. But, again, I think Sean Payne has done a great job managing Russell Wilson. I think that's a bigger conversation within itself. But, um, again, I put it as a C-plus because I, I have uh, higher expectations, I guess you can say, for Russell Wilson. I think hopefully in the second half of the season – Champagne unlocks something within Wilson, and they can really start, you know, clicking together. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, and the Broncos actually lead the league in uh, receptions by running back. So if Jarrett Stidham can't do that, these simple, you know, behind the line of scrimmage type throws and screens that Champagne is clearly designing, knowing that Russell Wilson, at you know a high volume thirty passes a game, will not be able to consistently, you know. Go over like sixty-eight completion. He needs those running back, you know, you know, targets and everything. Because we have we do have a really good running back room, so it's not yeah. just necessarily a knock against Russ. Like you do have to get your running backs involved in the pass game. Um, but I don't know. To me, Russ has not played to any. Honestly, a lot of people, you know, think he's played expectations, but he really is not. I mean, you're not paying him, you know, 48 million a year to be a, a game manager. And it's not even just the money. Like if he was making 10 million a year, I still think Russell Wilson has played played like just barely average this year. Just barely. Um, so next, I want to go ahead and talk about running back, which I've, you know, I've spoken, you know, very, very highly of in uh, recent episodes. I would give this an A minus. I think the running backs have played r- pretty solid this year. They didn't start off too great. Um, and then Samaje in the last few weeks hasn't been involved like a lot. That doesn't mean that he's been bad though. So overall, like the reason I'm giving it an a minus instead of like in the Bs is also because Jaleel McLaughlin's emergence. Yeah. I mean, dude is averaging like six, seven, eight yards a carry every game. Like it's it's ridiculous. And and like what I, I said previously, our, what our running backs can do in the past game is very, very, very special. And mainly because of what Sean. Campaign's offense, you know, puts them in great positions to do so. Um, I I would say A minus is very, very fair. Um, there's been a few games where maybe they weren't as great, and I would kind of put that on the O-line a little bit, but um, I think A minus is pretty fair.
1: See, I was gonna go with A-minus, but the only reason why I'm going with a B plus, just one letter grade down, is because of Samaji okay. P. Ryan, just because he's a part of that room. He hasn't gone off to the best of starts. I would say, in my opinion, he's had a few drops already. And he hasn't been running the the ball that efficiently like how he was in the beginning of the season. But, again, I think Javio McLaughlin has stepped up in a big way. And if I were just grading Javio and Javante together as a backfield, then, yeah, that would obviously be an A. Those two have been unbelievable. And uh, hopefully they're the uh, tandem and duo of the future in that running back uh, room for Denver. But just because P. Ryan is in the group and he's a part of that running back crew, uh, I I think he's gonna step up in the second half just because our identity is gonna be running the ball more. So I think he's gonna get more touches. But as of right now, I just put it as a B plus
0: fair fair um going let's go ahead and uh, stay at uh on the offense at tight end um one of the more disappointing positions this year in my opinion um I'm going to go ahead and give this a d plus simply cuz Greg Dulcich is not panned out um I'm not going to say it's a d plus because of Greg Dulcich's injuries um it's just the availability you do have to consider it also Adam Trotman just Hasn't created much separation, if we're being honest. Not really a good receiving option. Um, and the, besides that, a lot of the other tight ends are really just blocking guys. I mean, you got uh, you know Chris Mannerts and then Nate Atkins, um, who they use really, really well in the pa- in the you know run blocking and pass blocking. But um, overall, I, w- I would honestly just give this a D plus, just because the tight end position has not been a factor at all to start the season.
1: Yeah, I do agree with you. D-plus was my grade as well for the tight ends. Uh, Dosage, again, just his injuries have been very uh, impactful in that room. Uh, In other words, with Adam Trotman, Nate Atkins, Chris Manhurts, those guys haven't really done much for that room and for this offense. Adam Trotman has 11 receptions for 69 yards and one touchdown. Nate Atkins, four receptions, 22 yards. Chris Manhurts, one reception, 10 yards. So you really don't have any production that you would want from your tight end room. Again, I know they're not getting targeted much, but you would think at least in the other departments of being a tight end, they would be much better, but it just hasn't been like that for that room.
0: Yeah, the Broncos have no difference makers at the tight end position right now and yeah. that's exactly what they expected Greg Dulcich to be. Um but, you know, to be fair, a lot of the tight ends in this offense and, you know, even with Sean Payton dating back to New Orleans, are mainly just blockers, but they always do have that one receiving tight end that can, you know, do work um with those receivers as well, kind of take the a uh, little bit of the um, you know, make it a little bit more comfortable for your your wide receivers. So yeah, I think D plus is very, very fair. Just, I, I, you know, I think a lot of Broncos country would agree um, as well. Um, losing Greg Dulcich, not having him be a difference maker this year, it tr- probably changes the Broncos' tight end position from like a C plus B minus all the way down to a D plus. Unfortunately, um, so next, let's go ahead. Uh, as I was talking about wide receiver, um, I'm going to go ahead and grade this one out as a C plus, um, rather, uh, you know, kind of like a you know, very, very average grade. Um, not to say that they've been just bad. Um, and not to say that the quarterback position, I mean, the quarterback position definitely is impacted, you know, always impacts your wide receivers. Um, but I would say Corlin Sutton kind of t- to begin the season like this is, a you know, in eight games totality. I think to start the season, he kind of struggled with separation a little bit, just relying a little bit too much on the scramble drill, which has been, you know, something that him and Russell Wilson have perfected, which is great. But you can't always rely on that. And d- that doesn't really work outside of the red zone. Um, you know, you know, it's not really something you can be rely on all the time. Um, Jerry Judy has gotten consistently wide open. So I would, I would say he's a reason that this is a little bit higher than maybe it would be. Um, Brandon Johnson to me kind of been a disappointment. If I'm being honest, I expected him to be a little bit more to start the season. I remember you were tweeting about receiver separation and he was near the bottom, like doing virtually nothing. So, um, was a huge fan of his in training camp went there and saw him making some big plays down the sideline and I was excited. They had him starting. Um, Over, you know, several guys, including Marvin Mims Jr. Um, And then which, by the way, Marvin Mims Jr. um, Just not having him involved in the offense at all just drags this grade down. Obviously, Um, he hardly gets any snaps anymore. Really couldn't tell you why, honestly. Um, Not a lot of people in Denver media don't even understand it as well. So. Um, that's a big reason i'm giving it a c plus um little jordan humphrey is a, a good blocker don't get me wrong good on special teams but just for being a wide receiver i think the really the only difference makers we have is sutton and judy which you would like to have you know some better receivers um on your roster and that's a big reason why they didn't trade those guys because when you get two big wins and if you just trade away a receiver you're basically giving up on the season at that point like if one of those guys goes down and let's say you did trade judy your starting receivers are Marvin Mims Jr. and Lil Jordan Humphrey. Like, that's why you don't trade Jerry Judy or Corlin Sutton. Um, so, yeah, to me, I think C-plus is pretty uh, pretty fair. I think your only separator in, you know, man coverage, zone coverage, is Jerry Judy, and that's that's not a good uh, issue to have. Or a bad, Yeah, that's a pretty bad issue to have.
1: Yeah, I actually graded it a little bit higher. I know everyone should know that right now wide receivers are my favorite position in football. So I, I kind of look at them more than anybody else on the field. Again, I understand it's a C+. Plus. I, and this I was thinking of that before. Just because a wise man once said, the eye in the sky don't lie, I'll be going with I B-. Minus. I can't fault them for their production. And I know we've, we've talked about it a lot. A lot of things have to happen for them to just get targeted. Not even just just for them to get targeted. So we've seen Judy get open. We've seen Sutton get open. And when Mims does get involved in the offense and play, he does get open as well. So I can't fault them for just doing their job. Uh, Again, they have to control what they can control. I believe if they do get targeted the right amount and get looked at, and maybe if the quarterback gets the ball out when he needs to, I think the numbers would look pretty good. That's why I would have to give him a B minus. I can't fault them for their own production. Again, offensive line has to hold up, which they have. The quarterback plays a huge part in it. And also play calling also does play a big part in it as well. So just because I've seen the receivers get open consistently almost every single game, I have to give it a B minus. But not like a high B minus. I'll give it like an eighty to eighty one type grade.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't really ever fall on the wide receivers. Um whole collective team effort, offensive line, quarterback, um, everything's evolved tight end as well. Um, so, um, I think we, uh, like you said, what those guys uh, do, even after the catch as well, um, you know, I think, uh, it honestly, you can't really fault that mind as well. Cause I know some people have kind of got onto Jerry Judy a little bit or Corlin Sutton, you know, sometimes Sutton may, you know, have a reception, just kind of go straight to the ground, whatever it is. Like some people fault that a little bit too much, but, um, I think overall receiver C plus B minus pretty fair. Um, next we got a offensive line. I'm going to go ahead and I've been very, very, um, you know, positively talking about the offensive line last few episodes and they deserve it. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry has been our best offensive lineman this year. Um, I like to make that argument. Um, I would say, uh, the offensive lineman, I give them an A minus. I know that to the start of the year, they didn't start that great. Um, but run blocking, they've been one of the best units in the NFL. Like, give them yep. credit. They've been just dogs, maulers up front. Um, so they they deserve a lot of credit there. Um, pass pro is honestly what's ho- holding me back from giving them like an A. Um, and then obviously not the strongest start to the season is what's holding me back from giving them that A. But A, mi- I'm giving them an A minus. I know a lot of people may think like a B plus, but um, I don't know the last few weeks, man, they look like one of the better units in the NFL. I know a lot of people seem to disagree. I see it, a lot of comments on YouTube saying that me and Jordan think, uh, the offensive line is a lot better than it really is on tape. I, you know, I think I, I was watching tape last night. The, C- Lloyd Cushenberry and Quinn Miners are looking like an elite, elite, elite duo. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And I know there's you know, the, the three other guys in the offensive line, but they've been playing good too. And, uh, Probably Mike McGlinchey is also holding me back from giving this uh, this unit an A as well. Um, so I can understand people giving them a B plus just because there are certain areas that hasn't been great through all eight games. But um, I really like this offensive line. And the fact that they've all been able to stay healthy through the first eight games makes me very very excited.
1: I mean, the only reason why it's holding me back from giving an A is because of Mike McGlinchey. He has, I mean, he has seven penalties to start off the year. So I think that's the only mm-hmm. knock that you can say on the offensive line, but I give it an A-minus as well. I think Ben Powers has been playing pretty good. Quinn Miners, we've known that he's been a dog ever since he got into Denver. Lloyd Cushionberry has proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. Garrett Bowles has had a, a solid season as well. And then Mike McGlinchey, he's been a bit inconsistent, but whenever we're running the ball, he's a mauler as well. Yeah. So that's why I give this uh, position group an A-minus as well. And again, I know some of the sacks – you can say, or people would like to blame the offensive line at first, but there's a lot of times that, uh, and again, sounds like we're just keep on dogging them, but the quarterback sometimes does hold the ball a bit too long. So, but again, I think this offensive line has been playing pretty well. That's why I give it A minus.
0: Like it, like it. Uh so moving over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, we're gonna go ahead and talk about cornerback. One of the more um as well as tight end, one of the more disappointing positions to start the season. Passer tan, obviously an all-star. We all know that. Um, but cornerback, I would give it a C minus. Um, you could argue you could make the arguments in the D's as well, just because Damari Mathis is been huge 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 disappointment to start the year um a lot of people including myself thought he was going to break out this year but has not been the case um just struggled a lot through zone coverage and then once they kind of just go a little bit more back to you know predominantly uh, man coverage he just kind of lost his confidence at that point it really kind of sucks because when he is is in the field he's a liability I think everybody can agree with that so that's what holds me back from you know giving the cornerback room a much better grade Um, what does make me give it like a c minus instead of like a d plus is Jaquan McMillan Dude has been an absolute stud. Just when he's on the field, you know that that nickel spot is going to be in some good hands. Um, and I talked about it, like, in the off season as well. Like, I didn't understand why Jaquan McMillan was at, outside. I, he is such a stud in the nickel. I was like, he is amazing in the nickel. Dating back to college, you watch his tape, the dude flies. So I, I, I like him a lot in nickel. I think he's our future. He, I said it before the this, before this season. I think he could be our long-term starter. The Broncos got an absolute gem. Shout out to uh, George pain for that. I know we knock him a lot for his you know his drafting, but um when this team drafts uh you know signs undrafted free agents they seems like whoever the GM is they are they're always nailing them so yeah um you know great great signing uh, for Jaquan McMillan that's what gives me a C minus instead of like a D plus
1: just because of Jaquan McMillan I actually gave it just a solid C. Uh again I think we have to give credit where credit is due. pastor Tan still one of the best corners in the league, if not the best. Uh, Jaqual McMillan, just I think gives it a real C. It was like at a D, you can even say D minus at one point, just because how bad the Mari Mathis has been. But the assurgence of Jaqual McMillan has really saved this unit a lot. And I even think Fabian Morrow has come in and played pretty well when uh, yeah. he had his opportunities as well. So that's why I'm leaning more to just a solid C. I know early on in the season, they were more than horrendous, but I think that was more of a. Uh, production of just coaching staff and just, you know, learning the, the new system and just all that, just everything had to gel together, sort of like how the offense uh, needs to right now. So, but again, because of Jaquan McMillan's just absolute great play, last two to three games, and then Moreau stepping in for Mathis. That's why I give it a solid, solid C. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Next, let's go ahead and talk about uh, safety. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a solid C. Uh, Justin Simmons has been stellar when he's on the field. Didn't have the greatest start to the season. Um, I, I think Kareem Jackson just hasn't had a great season, if I'm being honest. There was a few games like week five, week six, he played pretty, pretty solid um and but besides that like the penalties have kind of hurt this team if i'm being honest um pj lock though has stepped in and played really really well so there's some things where you could be like yeah this the safety room is like in the b's or there's some things where like when the and turner yale was on the field you could say it was in the d's so i think if you if you kind of average it out i think c is pretty uh fair for their safety unit if i if i had to grade it out the last few weeks though, i would probably give it like a b plus i mean they've been really really good um uh, but just untold in, in, in the totality of all eight games i think c is pretty fair
1: I think this might be the biggest discrepancy between our grades. I think you gave it a solid C and I'm giving it a solid B. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. they've been pretty well. I mean, I think we all knew once Jess Simmons was out for that Miami game, you could just see how big of a difference that made. Like having DTY out there wasn't really cutting it. And, if it wasn't for DTY being in the room, the safety room, I think I would give it a B plus. But just because he's played the season as safety, you have to you have to knock it down just a bit. But I think they've been pretty solid. I think PJ Law coming in um, as of late and playing pretty well also elevates the grade a bit. So I mean, I like the safety room. I know people have been criticizing Cream Jackson a bit. I think he's been playing pretty solid when he was there. I know he's had those penalties and stuff and that whole. Uh, <laughs> conversation about you know targeting and all that but in my opinion I think he's been doing pretty solid it can be a lot worse but I think he's been doing pretty solid Uh, I like him when he's back there and Justin Simmons again uh, I believe he's the best safety in the league so that's why I give it a B
0: yeah i think that's our biggest difference between us is a uh, cream jackson i i said in the offseason i didn't want to re-sign him um i i'm just not the biggest fan of him uh to start the season the coverage is not so great um and that's kind of what drags my grade down a little bit not as high on cream jackson as you uh, you and J Mac are but um i guess we uh you have to do, disagree sometimes can't always agree on those guys um linebacker i'm gonna go ahead and i've I'm actually – I wouldn't be surprised if this is another one that we're really far apart on. I'm very low on linebacker, honestly. Um, I think uh, the last few weeks they've definitely came into their own. But in all eight games, man, i got to give them a C-. Like, the tackling was horrendous to start the year. I can't forget that. I'm sorry. Like, they've been great the last two weeks. But Alex Singleton's first four games of the year, I was starting to second-guess that contract, if I'm being honest with you. Um, Josie Jewell uh, not being available kind of cost the linebacker room a few games. Drew Sanders, I mean, i got to say it. A lot of people, um, you know, like the kid a lot. And I think he has a lot of potential. But when he's on the field, he was kind of a liability to start the year. Um, Not great in coverage. Very, 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 probably our worst tackler, if I'm I'm being honest. Like, he went from being an incredible tackler at Arkansas to not being able to make a tackle to save his life uh, in that Miami game. Um, And then a few other games as well, in Chicago as well. So um, that's kind of what drags my grade down a little bit. And then, uh, but I will say like for grading at the last two games, I would give them like a B plus. Like they've been, they've definitely bounced back a lot. They're a big reason, not only the safeties and corners, but the linebackers have been a big reason why our run defense has improved significantly, but um, just in totality, I got to give them a C minus. And uh, I even considered them giving a D plus because of those first few games as well.
1: I mean, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Actually, I thought we were going to be a little bit off on this, but uh, we did uh, think of like on this one, give it a C minus again. Mm. You can't forget those games in the beginning of the season. They were just really, really bad. So again, but like you said, though, they've been playing pretty good the last two to three games. So if we were to grade just off of that, it would be like a B. Um, But just as the whole first half of the season, you have to give them a C minus. I would maybe even give them just a C. Um, But right now I just say C minus. Drew Sanders has been a bit disappointing, but again, uh, I think we've talked about it at length uh, at times in previous episodes. I think that's more of a coaching aspect of it. Uh, I still believe in his talent and his uh, potential, but yeah, for this linebacker uh, crew, I will give it a C, C minus.
0: I'm calling it, man. He's gonna be. I have a. I have that weird feeling he's gonna be a Baron Browning, where he you move him to edge and he just starts balling. Like I don't know. He was so good at Arkansas at inside, but they did rush him a little bit. And and Alabama he was the edge as well. I yeah. and there's a reason he was recruited as a five star. I just have a feeling he's gonna be a much better edge in this league. I think his his raw athleticism is gonna pay off at this level. It's just it's just me, maybe. Um, but uh, next, speaking of edge, let's go ahead and grade out the edges. I'm going to go ahead and give it a C just because if you look at the statistics, especially by ESPN and everything, like the pressure rate by the Broncos, actually, I know these guys have uh, you know, had some flashes, but pressure rate's been like near the bottom, like two in the NFL Um, over a good stretch of the season. Um, the edges have kind of been a little bit disappointing. Uh, they've gotten home a little bit. Uh, Nick Benito was like eighth in the league through the first like six games or so, with, like five and a half sacks something like that. Um, And then uh, Jonathan Cooper started off the season really, really well. Hasn't been as great as of late. Um, And then Baron Browning though has been really, really good. um, You know, since returning from his injury, it's like he didn't even miss a beat at all. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and give this group a C um, just because Randy Gregory was a massive disappointment and Frank Clark was a massive disappointment. Um, You got to take that into account.
1: Actually thinking about it now, I forgot we're grading because those two were in our room. Um, again it's tough i've been this is probably the hardest one i've been trying to grade just because i still believe in those guys i believe in baron browning i mean i think he's our best pass rusher by far uh jonathan cooper has been good nick benito uh has been that improvement i'm good i'm gonna give a c plus i'll just go on my gut i go with a c plus again i know randy gregory and frank clark really brought the the room down and didn't you know show up at all um at times. And uh, I think Nick Benito has really made that improvement that we wanted to see from him ever since we drafted him again. I think Baron Browning coming back, I mean, just made all the difference in the world. And I think Jonathan Cooper is going to start coming into himself a little bit uh, in the second half of the season. I'm expecting big things uh, out of this uh, edge group.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I'm big fans of those guys. I, I just think the Broncos right now, the biggest need going in the off season is like, for the defensive side of the ball, is a good complement to PS two at corner. Obviously, if you can't have Fabian Moreau starting and going in next year, I mean, unless he has an ins- insane rest of the season, then you think about that maybe extending him. But um, the the next biggest thing and probably the, maybe the biggest need is like a number one edge. Like in my opinion, I'm not too sure, and I, maybe Baron Brownie could be, but the injuries really concern me. I think the Broncos really need a number one edge because you have a re- a lot of good like number two edges right now like nick benito great compliment baron browning great compliment jonathan cooper great compliment jonathan cooper really good run defender by the way i think right now the broncos the biggest thing they need is like that guy that shows up on an every down basis those guys are usually find in like the first round so i think maybe the broncos do have a great uh second half of the season and they're in that like 22 23 pick range maybe um, hopefully that they're 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 that good and they bounce back that well i think edge and corner should be the number one needs um i think once you get a number one edge this uh this edge room can go from like a c to like a b plus instantly um
1: i would even add to that point look at the 49ers whenever they have a problem arise on the team whether it's injuries or anything they just add to the defensive line michael Lombardi was talking about the other day the other day it looks like if something happens on the offensive side an injury or whatever they just trade for another pass rusher there's, you can never have too many pass rushers at this point. I mean, exactly. their pass rushing unit is so good at San Francisco, and they're going to add next year and the year after and the year after. They might have nine all pros at, at uh, by the time of next year on their defensive line. So, again, pass rushers have to be a point of emphasis, I think, every year at this point.
0: Yeah, they're going to find a way, knowing the way that they've been fleecing teams, they're going to find a way to get the Rams yeah. to trade them Aaron Donald or something yeah, for a <laughs> in fifth. division trade for a fifth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no one the 49ers john lynch absolute dog but um defensive line i'm gonna go ahead and grade it out at a d they've been t- to me man dj jones has been kind of a disappointment everybody kind of you know praises his run defense but the last few games hasn't been the greatest if i'm being honest and just in totality i, I don't think he's really lived up to that contract if i'm being honest um And then you have Mike Purcell, who I think is pretty good. So uh, I want to say he's a big reason why the the defensive line is at a D. But the main reason is like Jonathan Harris. Um, Zach Allen's been pretty good as of late, but we can't forget those first few games. Just was kind of non-existent, to be honest. Um, But Jonathan Harris, man, I was watching the tape last night, especially from the Chiefs game, just like, non-factor at all just like not he, Mahomes literally has all day to throw um when those other are you know, outside linebackers are dropping into coverage and you have your interior defenders trying to get after Mahomes and he's not even getting double teamed he's just getting no pressure at all just getting worked by the guard um so I'm giving the defensive line a d and I I we kind of expected this like looking at the, that unit heading into the season they're kind of more on like the weak side if we're being honest
1: yeah, I gave a C minus. I was a little bit more, you know, positive about them just because I, I'm a big believer in Zach Allen, especially uh, these last few weeks has been playing good. Again, I think he's been getting held a lot this season. They just haven't been calling it. I mean, the guy's getting literally murdered out there by office alignment. They just don't call it.
0: He had seven uh, pressures last week. Seven yeah, pressures.
1: I, th- I think he's really stepping it up big time, and I think that needs to be more of a conversation because I know a lot of people have been dogging him, especially in the beginning of the season just because we're used to, you know, Draymond Jones and and stuff like that. But I think he's been playing pretty well as of late, and I think he's going to have a big second half of the season. But, again, I just give it a C- minus just because you mentioned, I mean, Jonathan Harris has not been that great uh, at all. I think uh, Tyler Lancaster, I know he's played only one game, and that one game he didn't do well at all. Um, Elijah Garcia, I have my thoughts about him. I was really big on him in the preseason. I was expecting – some big things in the regular season. He hasn't played that bad, but he hasn't played that good. So again, that room I'd give it a C minus, but I do believe in the second half, I think that is the group that takes the biggest step on the defense.
0: Ooh, I would like to see that. Um, and wrapping up our uh, positional grades, we got special teams. Um, just as a whole, kicker, punter, um, you know, return unit and everything uh, combined. Um, I would go ahead and grade it out of a minus. I mean, uh, Mike Westhoff, Ben Kawaka have been excellent additions to the coaching staff. Um, big voices in that room who have kind of turned around the unit. Um, just yep. a matter of uh, one season. Dwayne Stukes was not a good coach last year, and obviously the unit reflected that. Um, so I think, uh, the special teams deserves a minus. I mean, will Lutz has only missed one kick. He's missed two kicks, but I really don't consider that block kick. You know, I don't consider that. So he's missed one kick this year. Absolutely flawless. Um, granted we haven't kicked a lot of field goals, but, um, I think punting has been pretty like average. I mean, you can't really knock it too much. Um, and then, uh, Tremont Smith has really stepped up the last few weeks as our, uh, number one gunner. Um, and then you have Marvin Mims who's been pretty solid. So I'll give it an a minus. I think your special teams have been, pretty fair to be, uh, to be honest.
1: With special teams, I gave it just a solid A. I think this has been by far the best on the team. Uh, Mims has been phenomenal on special teams. We saw that kickoff return touchdown in Miami. The only thing I enjoyed when watching the game, when I was there. And, uh, again, I think Will Lutz has been, uh, great. I know that he had that block kick, but like how you said, I don't put that on him either, but special teams, I think has been a drastic improvement from years prior We've been used to a lot of bad special teams play, so I think uh, we have to give them credit when credit is due, especially with the new coaching staff, the new guys we have on that special teams unit, so I give it a solid A
0: like it. Great way to end off the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are listening on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe. Help us get to 2,000 subscribers. All your comments are appreciated. We love reading your feedback, so please drop any th- uh, thoughts down in the comments below. Let us know if you guys disagreed with any any of our grades, and please let us know what you would change on our list of our positional grades. And if you guys are listening to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow leave a 5-star rating. Turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. Um, but with that being... Said until our next episode, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co host Jordan Lopez. To the next one, peace out, everybody.